If you want to look in your Bibles, we're going to be in 1 Samuel 20 today. Taking a look at one more lesson from the friendship of Jonathan and David. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, it is uh, difficult to be friends. It's especially difficult to have conversations, difficult conversations, especially in our day when um, it just seems like people either are over the top or avoid altogether. Help us to be like David and Jonathan and to nurture true friendships and difficult conversations. Through Christ we pray. Amen. So a couple of weeks ago we were sharing the relationship of King David in the Old Testament before he becomes king and Jonathan, the son of the current king, actually, King Saul. And, uh, and there's one more lesson that I want for us to learn from that friendship. But to bring everybody up to speed, um, Jonathan and Saul, uh, J- Jonathan and David lived about a thousand years before Christ. King Saul is the first king of Israel. His son is Jonathan. Jonathan is kind of like Prince William today. He's the next in line to the throne. However, Saul has sinned egregiously against God several times has not been obedient. And so, and so Saul, God says to Saul, Saul, you've lost your authority. You've, you've lost your throne. And David then is anointed by Samuel, God's prophet to be the next king. Well, in the interim between the time he's anointed till the time he's a king, he develops this friendship with Jonathan, the son of Saul. Now, it's a relationship that in some ways never should have gotten, should have very easily never developed because David and Jonathan are natural rivals, except that they both are followers of God. They both have said to the Lord, Lord, your will be done. And so Jonathan in really often an underappreciated attitude of humility says to God, okay, David's going to be the next king. I'll be his biggest champion. And the result of that kind of attitude, that love for God and that sense of humility, David and Jonathan mold a friendship that is one of the great friendships of all times. Um, So they go through good times, bad times. Um, Saul naturally starts to become jealous of David and tries to kill David, and Jonathan goes to his defense. And uh, we shared the story about how Jonathan basically is able to kind of walk Saul off the ledge, and Saul agrees, okay, I'm not going to kill David. Well, that peace doesn't last very long. In 1 Samuel 20, verse 1, it says, David uh, fled to Naoth in Ramah, and he came to Jonathan and asked, what have I done? What did I do wrong? Have I sinned against your father so that he wants to take my life? And Jonathan says to him, no, you won't die. Listen, my father doesn't do anything great or small without telling me. Why would he hide this matter from me? This can't be true. Understand at this point, um, Saul has attempted to kill David and David has to come to Jonathan with these words that Jonathan doesn't want to hear. As, as, much, as many mistakes as Saul has made, he's still Jonathan's dad. And Jonathan can't believe that his dad 
has gone against a promise that he made to Jonathan and a promise that he made to David in front of Jonathan that he would sp- that he wouldn't take David's life. David, there's a part of David that probably doesn't want to have to give the hard news to Jonathan. And Jonathan doesn't want to hear it. He, his reaction is not, oh, David, I believe you. His reaction is, David, what you're saying can't be true. But David says, no, verse three, no, your father certainly knows that I have done, that I found favor with you. He has said, Jonathan must not know of this or else he will be grieved. David also swore, as surely as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, there is but a step between me and death. David is saying to Jonathan, your dad is so committed to killing me. I mean, I, I don't, I'm just like this close to dying. Now, the reality is those words of David, while true for him, are actually true for all of us. If I could just kind of take it aside. There's a step, but a step between you and death and me and death every day. But Jonathan here is incredulous. He just can't believe that his dad has turned against him. But he says no. And Jonathan listens. And one of the lessons that we learn about friendship from their, this relationship, from this episode, is that good friends share hard news with their friends, even though it's difficult, even though they realize the news may not be received well. Proverbs 25, verse 12 says, a wise correction to a receptive ear is like a gold ring. That's David with Jonathan. He is given wise correction and it's precious if if Jonathan will accept it. Proverbs 27 verse five says, better is an open reprimand than concealed love. The wounds of a friend are trustworthy, but the kisses of an enemy are excessive. It is better to get an open reprimand from somebody who loves you than for somebody to act like they love you or feel like they love you, but they actually don't ever express it in in tough love. I love that expression. The wounds of a friend are trustworthy. The kisses of an enemy are excessive. You know, we live here in Washington. If there's one thing that Washington is known for, it is excessive kisses of people who are enemies, uh, uh, um, uh, flattery to get people to vote the way that they want them to vote, saying nice things to manipulate people to act the way they want to act so that they can accomplish, so they can use that person to accomplish what they want. It is really hard to be a genuine friend who wounds when it's needed. You may be accused of being too blunt. You may be accused of being harsh. You may be accused of not being caring. And I'm not, and we do need to be careful about the way that we correct. But the wounds of a friend are trustworthy. You are not a friend if all you do is give your friends the nice kisses in the easy times but are never willing to share the hard words, the words that your friends don't want to hear in difficult times. 
this applies to all of us as followers of Christ because we have the good news of Jesus with a whole bunch of friends surrounded by a whole bunch of friends that don't want to hear it. I've shared with you the story, the quote before of Penn Jillette of, of the, the um, Penn and Teller fame, the magicians. Penn Jillette is a renowned atheist, is outspoken about his atheism. But several years ago, he said, made a really strong statement. He, he said, um, I don't respect Christians who don't share their faith. He said, I don't respect that at all. He said, if you believe that there's a heaven and a hell and people could really go to hell and not get eternal life, and you think that it's not really worth telling them because it might be socially awkward, how much do you have to hate somebody not to proselytize? That was, those were his words, not to share the good news of Jesus. How much do you, I'd go on, how much do you have to hate somebody to believe everlasting life is possible and not tell them? I mean, if I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that a truck was coming at you and you didn't believe that the truck was bearing down on you, there's a certain point in which I tackle you. And this, meaning eternal life, is more important than that. Better an open reprimand than concealed love. How many followers of Christ really believe they love their lost friends, but they never, they never share it. They conceal that love because they're afraid of making their friends feel unsafe. But the wounds of a friend are trustworthy. So who are you praying for today that you might be able to share the good news of Jesus? Who have you backed off from sharing, from inviting to church, from just asking, how can I pray for you? Because you're afraid it's going to make an, a socially awkward moment. True friends who really love are willing to give the open reprimand so much better than concealed love. What does it mean for you today to take that next step? Lord, help us to love as David and Jonathan loved. Help us to love as you love and to be willing to risk awkward situations, maybe even friends distancing from us because we love you and we love them more than we love being loved by them, more than we love um, ourselves and our own comfort. Through Christ I pray, amen. If you found this helpful at all, uh, can I encourage you to pray about sharing this with somebody that you might find, that you think may find helpful as well. Until next time.